Hey everyone, good uh, good morning, good afternoon, depends on where you are, I guess. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited to introduce everyone to uh, our guest today on the Improving Sales Performance uh, Livecast. I, I think you guys are going to really get a lot out of uh, Tony, Tony's converse, Tony and my's conversation. Um, I know a lot of people are still joining. I see you coming in. Do me a favor. If you want to leave a comment, if you want to ask a question, if you want to tell us where you are today, um, I, I happened to travel yesterday. And so I, I, I know that people are traveling again. So um, let us know where, where, where you are today. We'd love to, love to know and, and uh, feel free to ask questions um, along the way. I can see your comments coming in. I'll try to get try to get to those. Let me introduce Tony Hartle. I'm, I'm extremely excited for to have this conversation and to introduce you to Tony. Tony and I have known each other for 20, 20 years. Um, I consider him a friend and, and uh, he's just a fabulous business leader and um, culture warrior. So let, let, me, uh, let me do this introduction. I'm going to read it and then we'll get into the questions. Tony, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. So sorry about that. Um, so Tony is the founder of Crunch Fitness Austin. He has a real zest for uh, for for life uh, and fitness. He's enjoyed a career that combines both his professional and his recreational interests. And, and wait till you hear about this. Tony is a Midwesterner, a father, a world traveler, an author, an optimist, an experienced entrepreneur. As the founder and former CEO of Planet Tan, which is where a business he started in 1995 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with three locations with a vision. And I, I remember him sharing this vision with me 20 years ago to provide an affordable luxury where everybody can feel better about themselves. With 13 years of hard work, Planet Tan grew into one of the area's most recognizable brands, had 17 locations, 160 employees, and the nation's highest average per unit sales. And that is a great um, precursor to what we're going to talk about later on with uh, driving performance and uh, keeping an amazing internal culture. Since selling Planet 10 in 2008, Tony's fulfilled other life, uh, life goals. He's traveled to over 30 countries. He's had an adventure in each and every one of them. He's done things like he went diving with great white sharks in South Africa to cycling all throughout Italy, which I'm very jealous of. Along the way, he even created the iconic wine, which is called Seed. It's a, it's a, a Malbec from uh, Mendoza, Argentina, um, which has had early success. In fact, uh, it scored a 94, uh, 94 point score on, in Wine Enthusiast. Uh, in 2018, he launched Crunch Fitness into Central Texas. It's headquartered in Austin. His plan is to develop 21 new Crunch Fitness locations all throughout the, heart, the Lone Star State. As with all of his business ventures, Tony has a deep passion for health and exercise. To name a few of his accomplishments, he's climbed the Grand Teton in Wyoming and he ran a personal bet. He broke the three hour barrier. He did a 258 at the New York Marathon, which is just so cool. That's so cool. Tony put his company philosophy on paper back in 2011 with his award-winning business book called Selling Sunshine, 75 Tools, Tips, and Tactics for Becoming a Wildly Successful Entrepreneur. And I'm certain the book titled, the name had something to do with me. I just don't know what it is. 
Um, and all the proceeds of that book are being donated to the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship. One last thing, among all of these things, he served, he also serves as board members, investors, or trustees for many organizations. And he's won some, some awards and had some accomplishments that are worth sharing. Winner of the Axioms Bronze Book uh, Business Book Award for Selling Sunshine. He's been featured on the cover of Fortune for Small Businesses. He was recently, he's been featured in Inc, the Inc. 5000. He was uh, awarded um, top entrepreneur under 40 in the in D magazine. And he was recently, just this past May, featured in a, an article in Success Magazine. Everyone, please welcome Tony Hartle. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Matt. That's, uh, that's incredibly kind of you. We, we have known each other for uh, literally over 20 years. Uh, only one distinction uh, on, on there is uh, the goal originally set out to do 21 locations. Um, and then when we got going, we were like, hey, why not do 50? So we set a BHAG, right, of 50 locations, and, and that's the new goal. So I I love that. And I love the BHAG. That in the universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. 50's good. Yeah. 50, 50's good. Um, all right. So let's jump into this because we're going to focus on performance and we're going to focus on culture. Two things that I know that everyone who's going to watch this is going to be interested in. And so I'm going to bring up some things. I, I just want you to kind of expound on these. Sure. Over the years, I've heard you say, and I've seen you talk about it in blogs and articles, that no can kickers or cave dwellers or clock watchers for management. What does that mean? And, and why is that important? Yeah. So that that came that came out of like tip 28 in selling sunshine that's a tip out of the book uh, there's like 75 tips and that's like tip 28 that that really came from a philosophy and of course i was trying to capture the essence or the spirit in sort of a soundbite right uh to get a point across and so uh i'm i'm a leader that uses leadership to to really send a message um, and really to send a message to, to the way to live while running a business for me. And I try to remind people to get out of their comfy chair, out of their office, uh, their home office now, and, and get out and meet your employees, uh, get out and meet your people and, and get to know what are their dreams and find out how you can make the experience working with you better and make your customers experience better, but find out what their goals are so you can understand how to make the business and, and their personal goals be a place that they can accomplish all these things. And I don't think you're able to do that by not connecting with people. And so, and I understand with COVID, it's difficult now. And so it's really, it's a philosophy, but there's still ways to do it. And there's still ways to connect with people. Uh, for me, you know, there's great, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's quote that says, no brilliant idea was ever born in a conference room, uh, but lots of silly ideas uh, died there. And, and not much is really done in an office or in a boardroom. It's, it's really, it's connecting with people. And so there's different uh, essences to what I was saying, but it, I, I really believe business is all about people. And if you don't really know what their goals and dreams are, and you're not really passionate to go meet them where they're at instead of where you're at, which is a comfortable place, you're probably not living on the edge and you're probably not making a lot of progress, just to be quite honest, uh, yeah. because you're in a place of comfort. And we all know that there's no growth in comfort. There's only growth in stretching yourself, right? And it's uncomfortable. I get it. Um, but living on the edge is, is, is usually where all the growth takes place. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting with it, with everyone this new work from home mentality or mindset or that's going on right now. Um, one of the things that that I've been saying a lot to people is increase your talk time. Right? In, not everyone's always points to their meeting time. I have so many meetings. And, well, how often are you talking to your your folks? How often are you getting to know them? Your customers, the people that you work with, really increase that talk time. And I think you're exactly right. Get to know your people is certainly one of the keys. So a business philosophy, I've heard you say, strive to make an impact in the lives of employees and customers and, and expound on that. Like give us examples. How, how do you do that? Yeah. So that's a great question. So my belief is, so I'm, I'm a, I'll, so I'll give you an example, but, but business to me is good because it, it creates value, right? So it's noble and because it's noble, uh, it can elevate our existence. So I'll start with this philosophy. And because uh, business is heroic, uh, and it's heroic because it can lift literally people out of poverty, right? So for me, business is a noble profession. It has a heroic aspiration. And it is designed, if, if, if done well through conscious capitalism, you, you can really, you know, um, you can really be conscious of the wake that you leave. And the, the, the wake is, uh, am I leaving this person, this situation better than I found it, right? And I think you got to go into every situation and go, did I, did I show up with integrity? Did I show up with intentionality? And was I transparent? And did I, did, was my attempt to leave this better than I found it? And so for me, uh, when I had Planet Tan, just being candid, uh, I was not passion, passionate about oxidizing melatonin. It's just not my jam, right? And uh, but I was super uh, inspired uh, to create an amazing culture in a small business and an amazing brand, which you know because you have so much marketing background. What Planet Tan did from a branding standpoint, and so I was very uh, inspired to to elevate the existence of my employees. And I always thought if I could elevate their existence, it would translate to a great member experience. And of course, there were a lot of iterations along the way, like what was the size of a Planetan? It ended up with 50 tanning beds. Those were the largest facilities in the world. 7-Eleven, seven days a week. We pioneered the no contract, 19 bucks a month. And all of those things were about creating access. But once I sold that company in 2008 and, and really my hobbies became my job, I sort of lost lost uh, purpose, and what I realized is is life is much more meaningful when you're thinking about impacting other people's lives, and that can sound so large, but it really isn't. It can start with just uh, being intentional when you when you interact with other people. For me, the largest canvas that I could use was business. So I had like 160, 170, 80 employees when I sold Planetan. I have around 300 right now. Right. Like, wow. And the way I look at it and the way I, the reason why I say 50. So for me, we have about 40, 40 employees per location. We'll have 2000 employees when I get to 50 locations. So for me, it's not really a rev goal. Of course, revenue is a byproduct of that. It's an employee goal. And and wouldn't it be amazing to be the best place to work and work out? Right. And so for me, that's like that's worth getting up and working hard to, to impact a lot of people's lives. And through that process, I'll impact the wellness of the communities that I serve. If I impact the employees that work with me, right? And that's, that's, how, that's how I think about it. Yeah, no, I, that, that's great. And um, shameless plug on our part, you know, we've been 
we've been fans of culture and driving culture and we know that that's a you can have the greatest marketing in the world but if you don't have right. a great place to work then who cares there, there was this great uh study and i'm not able to recall the uh the author of the study but it was a it was a it was a great research piece and it was it was about call centers of all things and they're like what distinguishes a world-class call center from a normal or a meet, let's call it a, a mediocre call center. And the researcher was like, I'm not able to point at any one statistic. The only thing that I can say is it comes down to culture that people seem more motivated and somehow that motivation translates into better experiences, better sales, better, 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 better. Right. As opposed to a place where there's no music. Right. People aren't talking. They're not interacting with people are in their own cubbyhole and they're only staying with themselves. Right. So so there is something that if you if you want to just use culture to to create a, a point of differentiation, it does that. I think it needs to be authentic. Like you really have to love people. Right. And you got to care about people. And if you don't, probably this is not going to be go in a corner and count things. And that's probably going to be a great place for you, but people deserve your best. And that's showing up with a lot of uh, intentionality and also energy, right? Like energy. Yeah. When we're, when we start helping people with our, the vision of our company called up your culture, we start helping people or talking to businesses that want to increase their culture. You can tell in that first conversation, if they want to do it, if they're authentic or not, that's right. And, and if they're not authentic, it doesn't matter what they do. It, it has to be legit, right? It has to be really something. All right, let's talk about business for a second because I know culture is really important, but at the end of the day, we got revenue's got to be there. So how do you drive revenue, business performance at Crunch Fitness? What is What are some of those keys to, to success? Yeah, so like in every business, right? You've got a ton of things going on and there's a lot of noise. And I think the, 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 the trick is, to really distill down uh, the essence of, of, of whatever the, the space you're, you're, you're playing in. For us, there's only a few dials that really matter, right? It's, it's, it's one of his traction, acclimation, development, care. What, how do we go about peopling? Uh, that is part of our secret sauce. Um, how do we look at uh, cost per acquisition, cost per guest? Uh, how do we leverage and get, become more efficient? Uh, with our uh, with using digital versus traditional, uh, we even though we're digital, uh, we're still very much high touch and and in quotation marks maybe traditional uh, marketers, but we focus on peopling. We focus on the dial of cost per lead, cost per acquisition. We focus on the dial obviously of conversion, uh, but then part of our secret sauce in our industry. Um, and I guess it won't be secret if I tell you it, but, but it, 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 one of the keys, which is very counterintuitive, is like uptime, uptime of equipment, right? And so it sounds like a little Six Sigma, you know, fa factory uh, manufacturing, but it really is critical that what the product people, because really, if we think about our space, our product is our service. So we're really we, we're product development people, right? I'm, I'm really ahead of product. And my product is the service. And if that service is not, you don't have the ability to use or engage with my service, which is my equipment, right? Coming into my facility and it's clean and, and it's a hospitable environment where you're able to use it. Well, then, then you know, obviously engagement's gonna go down and, and attrition's gonna increase. And so really the dials for us is people, obviously marketing conversion, but really it's, 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 it's critical to find uh, 
a secret sauce. And for us, it's really, it's, it's, it's uh, cleanliness and it's, it's uptime of our equipment. Yeah, no, that's good. That that's excellent to hear. That's good insight too. Um, so you posted on LinkedIn the other day and I, I actually took a screenshot of it cause I, I really liked it. Um, you posted a photo that someone made for you. I think that said, work hard, have fun, make history. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about that because I like. Yeah, that's right. So the, the credit goes to Amber Gibbons. That that was our that was our mission statement. Um, that I'm sorry, that was our our our, 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 our was our values at Planetam. Right. So like I would go into these office and there would be this big mission that no one knew, and I would be like, "Tell me about your values." No, and, I, and so as a marketing person, right, I ran it through a marketing filter. I was like, "Okay, this is a problem to be solved." So. Um, you know, the mission at Planet Tan was simple is to, to provide an affordable luxury where everybody, everybody, it was a play on words, everybody could feel better about themselves, everybody type. And the values that we would we would see that would be behaviors would be work hard, half of make history. So we took those values and my, you know, even though I sold that company, they're my values, and I brought it over here to crush. Right, right. and, and what that means is like with work, right? Like, you know. Uh, you know, there's a great quote by Benjamin Franklin. Once a job has first begun, leave it not until it's done. And whether matter great or small, do it well or not at all. So coming from the Midwest, which you're a Midwestern right. as well, hard work is just the ticket to like show up. It's not like a big deal. Right. But to a lot of people, it's a big deal. And so it takes a lot of work to be successful. It just does. There's no way around it. And and the truth is, anything we're doing is, is in worth, look, even if you owned it, even if you're retired, I was retired and it wasn't all fun. I mean, literally I was living in Argentina, had a winery and was climbing mountains and it sounds very romantic, but purpose is fun. Working with people is fun. And so you've got to find something you're passionate about. And a lot of times you got to make your own fun. And then the last thing is make history, which is anything worth doing is worth doing incredibly well. And that, that, you know, that Benjamin Franklin quote kind of encapsulates all that for me, but it means being like world-class and, uh, and, and this pursuit of, you know, this pursuit of what world-class is, not the pursuit of a doubt. I, I think you can make a lot of money if you don't pursue money, right? I think you can be incredibly successful if you figure out how to be really good at something and, and, and you can be very financially successful if you're world-class at it. And so uh, my life has been the pursuit of, of, of what that world-class is really pushing myself to try to learn, be around a very smart group of people and, and also be open to change and open to, uh, open to do, doing things different rather than putting my ego into it and going, oh, this is my way. Well, well maybe my way doesn't work. So it, it's, it's about the pursuit of the, the very best. While we're here on earth, I think you've got to give your best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I do think uh, we'll, we'll give props to the Midwest. I, I think I do think that's, those, right. that's <laughs> how it is. It's all the cliches with the Midwest, right? <laughs> it's a deal, but uh, there's some truth to it as well. Yeah. Last question. Um, I, I think everyone probably that will watch this will, will, will have the same feeling of, wow, you're in the fitness industry. Um, we're dealing with the whole COVID thing. That industry has been hit hard. We all know, know that. And yet you're, you're saying we're not just doing 21, look, we're doing 50 locations. Yeah. So in an industry that's been hit hard, how are you keeping your team focused and energized and how are you getting new members and keeping members kind of give us, I know this, we, we don't have three hours to go into this, but give us right. a good picture of this. High level, right? So one is 
is transparency, right? So it's like, you're right. It, the, you know, we have really big facilities and the business model is based on a lot of people using the facility. It's not the other way around, like sign a bunch, a bunch of people and we hope they don't use it. That's like the quickest way to lose people. Like if they're not engaging with your product, how are you going to do well? So for us, we, you know, we're 24 hours a day, 24 seven. We have like 50 treadmills at every location. So it's all about access, right? And so the key for us is transparency, right? This is where we're at. This is the situation. Now, what are the things that we have control over? And we very much have control over um, the way we're providing the facilities that it feels safe. And uh, one of the, those optics is the cleanliness that we're spraying down, we're cleaning things that it feels like a safe environment. But even with all of that, uh, a lot of it is just communicating with the staff. So um, like you and I are communicating every Tuesday at two o'clock, there's Tuesday with Tony at 2 p.m. And we do that every week. And it's a way to really use a megaphone and get alignment out. And so I think it's, it's important to be transparent. I think it's critical that you've got to align the team and the team's got to commit to, to and, and then you have to use financial management. Um, and so in this type of times, there's a lot of things you'd like to do, but not necessary. And there's things that are critical that you have to do. And so for us, it's understanding, you know, uh, alignment of the team, communication, obviously, uh, buy-in from the team, and then, and then the commitment to financial discipline, right, within the organization, really being tough. And if you can make it like, like you know, not, not, you know, when you go through a difficult time with anyone, it makes you stronger. And yeah. so what I see with, you know, through these difficult times, some people, they, they realize, like, it's too hard, you know, and and this isn't for me and I've got to wear a couple different hats. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're lean. We have to stay lean and everyone has to step up a little bit more, but it also provides an opportunity that people are thriving in those moments. They just needed the shot to step up and say, yes, my hands up, give me a shot. I'd love to, I'd love to help out. And so we're really, we're, 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 uh, we're communicating. We're, we're still inspiring our people. And as a result, uh, we're, we're literally, we have more members now than we had pre-COVID. And there's a couple of reasons behind that timing of when the gyms open, but we're really, um, we're working hard to, to remember our product is service. And, and as the director of product, my job is to get high engagement with my product, right? And get people to utilize my product and, and find value in it. Yeah, I've, I've said to a lot of our clients, you know, we've had this conversation about, boy, going through these last six, seven months has really made us stretch. And I think the very best organizations, the stretch has made us stronger. We're doing things differently now, but honestly, maybe maybe they're better, right? Maybe, maybe there are some things that we've had to adjust to that, quite honestly, I'm not going back. I like some of the things, some of the new things that we're all doing right now. We like a lot of things, and also there's a lot of learning lessons we would never have received had we not been in this situation. That we go, okay, moving forward, here's how we'll we'll uh, we'll think about these things, and and we'll put the disciplines in. So we, if we ever end up in a, a different kind of situation, similar situation, maybe not of this situation, um, we're well prepared for it. But I think uh, staying very lean, uh, really, with philosophy of one equals three, one one good person is equal to three average people. One great person is equal to three good people. So people can be a differentiator, getting better people. You know, if you need nine, hire six, pay them like seven. You know, it's it's a culture of better people win. 
And you need people that are what I call a BDC over an MBA. Uh, I love people that are smart. I've got a lot of, I've got MBAs, masters on my team. Uh, but I'll always take a bright, driven and committed person, a BDC, bright, driven and committed over an MBA because that drive, that commitment, that passion, it's hard to compete with. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I so I so enjoy talking to you every single time. That's going to be it. I'm not going to hold you any longer, but let me let me say a few things before we get out of here. So sure. first, thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate you taking your time. You, I, I know that everyone that has what is was watching today or will watch this when it's as a recording um, certainly got a lot out of this. I want to remind everyone to subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure that you uh, you uh you sign up for the notifications so that you get notified we are committed to doing this weekly every week we'll have a different guest on someone um that will share their perspective on how to improve sales performance and uh and to continue to up up your culture um at, at your business um again a big thank you to tony if you want to get a hold of tony um, you can follow him or connect with him on LinkedIn and his LinkedIn address is on the screen. And of course, if you ever need to get a hold of me, um, you can reach me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well or on, or on Twitter. I, I try to be uh, extremely responsive to anyone that reaches out. And uh, with that, thank you, Tony, and uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thank you, Matt.